Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, the only podcast that you should be embarrassed to tell your friends you listen to. You have made it all the way to episode 173. Michael, what is up? What? What is up? Man, that's 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 starting to sound like uh, some of our podcast reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stop reading our podcast reviews because for the, the majority, they're great. Like people understand what we're trying to do or logical bar talk. It's supposed to be friends hanging out, talking about watches. But then every now and then it's just like, it just hurts my feelings, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Sticks and stones, man. Sticks right. and stones can break my bones, and words can also hurt me. I never understood that phrase. Like words actually can hurt words, you more. Words than... can lead you can lead you to jump off the balcony. It doesn't matter. Words can hurt. Is the headline? You have made it to episode one. <laughs> Sorry, this is why we get bad reviews. Episode one hundred and seventy-three of the Two Broke Watch Stops podcast. This is going to be a really really cool. When we are recording this episode, um, April twenty-sixth, it's a Sunday. Uh, this is going out on the twenty-seventh, uh, and this weekend was. Watches and Wonders slash S-I-H-H and uh, obviously everyone is talking about it because they had pivoted pretty quickly to a quote-unquote digital uh, digital event and so mm-hmm. for this episode Michael and I wanted to focus on Watches and Wonders so you are listening to Two Book Watch Knobs episode 173 Watches and Wonders winners, losers, and orological war crimes because... <laughs> I want to know what's what's a war crime to you. I just what's what's a I'm, war crime? It's, uh, it's out, of, out of this out of this out of this release. Uh, this this group of releases. I'm just curious. To, there's one brand. There's there's one. There's like one brand in particular, which we'll which we'll 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 get to. I'll, I'll, I have I have words. And so um, basically, the way we wanted to do this is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get to the main topic first. We gotta take care of some housekeeping stuff. Um, I just want to talk about our experiences, Michael, in regards to how the digital sort of platform for watches and wonders has words in relation to how it was announced how it was pitched and how the, ex- the experience actually is in regards to you know users michael and i didn't sign up for like the press section or the press releases on watches and wonders and so we experienced it purposefully um as a normal uh user you know would just because we wanted to see what the actual online experience was like and then we we're just going to get into actual like models that were released and everything like that and just as a caveat if you're not familiar with watches and wonders it's basically s-i-h-h and if you're not familiar with s-i-h-h um these aren't like normal watches these are like novelties mm-hmm. uh pretty expensive for the most part, although there are some interesting pieces that I'm going to highlight here, but it's not like, you know, Basel, where a lot of these represent regular commercial, non-limited releases that you could get, you know, a couple of months after. Um, I mean, you can buy some of these watches if you happen to find like $400,000 in your couch cushions or whatever, but like, these aren't normal watches, correct? Is that like an appropriate assessment? Did you see that? No, they're not normal watches. Did you see the story about that woman that found uh, like a Paul Newman Daytona in a couch that she bought um, at Goodwill? Whose fucking couch did she buy? Dude, it's uh, I think Bob's watches. Yeah, Bob's watches put like the story together. And uh, yeah, that just that just reminded me of what you said. But yeah, I'm going to say this. That might be bullshit, because a while back there was a guy who was renovating a home and he found a copy of Action Comics number one, just like stuffed in the walls, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and just just saves if he was just renovating the home and he just stuffed in the walls. And, and uh, uh, the scuttlebutt after that is that, you know, most likely it was a stolen comic book. And this was some kind of story this person had fabricated. Like, I found this. It's just like, 
But the comic was real. The comic was real, but Michael, okay, if someone did stuff it into the wall, and if it wasn't renovated, I think they said it hadn't been renovated in decades. Comic books, especially those old comic books, Ash Comics number one, Detective Comics number 27, those old books are so rare because they printed them on, like, shitty-ass paper. and Tissue paper. Tissue paper, and after the kids would read them, they would just line bird cages with them. Like it's the, the idea of it surviving is very rare. There is no fucking way a copy that old could live in between drywall in a home. You know what I mean? Like with weather and humidity or, or snow, wherever the fuck this was. Or, or we're getting very distracted. But maybe this woman stole that watch and just shoved it into a couch and said, "I, I, I found, I found this." <laughs> That's this the point mine. I'm trying to. That's the point I'm trying to make. I found it. You know, so I'm just, finders I'm, keepers. I'm being a cynical bastard. I mean, uh, uh, and maybe that guy really did find Action Comics number one. But these, in a these home, are, he was renovating. You're, you're right. These are not normal watches, and this taking the place of SIHH. SIHH was traditionally, um, I always forget, Richemont brands. Richemont. Um, yeah, yeah. And so you you would get like a lot of Panerai, Panerai, Cartier, IWC. Like um, well, all the stuff that we're going to talk about today, oh, and yeah. this was this was the first year that it was supposed to be merged with uh, with Basel, and that was big news last year, uh, but now this this never happened. That didn't uh, work, and probably never will happen. Uh, so it's it's exciting to see how the releases came out. Uh, I don't think it was really that much of a different experience overall, but yeah, we'll we'll get into it. There's some stuff here that I like, and some stuff that I uh, don't really like. I feel the same way. Some stuff I like, some stuff I don't like. But here, before we do that, we have housekeeping <laughs> none items. of which, none of which I will ever buy. <laughs> none of which yeah. I'll probably ever buy. Um, well, I might try something on. There's a couple here that would most likely be in like a boutique or an AD that I would you know try on if I was ever in need of like I don't know shooting up in their bathroom or like whatever mm-hmm. like whatever excuse I could think of to go and use like the fucking bathroom at some of these places that's a horrible joke I take that joke back can, we, can I take that joke back no ah damn it's out there forever isn't that like the fear like oh you can't use my bathroom because I don't want you to do drugs in it like with stores is that a, that's a thing right I mean that's a thing here where I live you're in Seattle uh, it's just like you know that's just you just say you just Saying how it is. It's, I'm uh, just describing Monday afternoons for most retail employees <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in this greater Seattle area. Uh, that's so good. Here, let's do this. I apologize for making light of something so horrible. We have to honor tradition. Um, Michael, would you like to do a wrist check with me? I, there's yeah. a new thing going around called an audio wrist check. I don't think anyone's ever done it before. <laughs> would you like to do mm. An audio wrist check. So I, I can, can I just say this now? I think Michael and I have done more audio. I won't claim we did the first one because I think people did them before us. I think when like the early days of the podcast, when we started back in 2016, there was our time. There was the uh, the the guys in the West Coast, the Watch Gang. I can't remember their fucking names. Um, uh, the Grey NATO dudes were in single digit episodes. So people were doing wrist checks back then. But to date, I think it's safe to say you and I have done more audio wrist checks than anyone is yeah. that is that is that an egregious claim to make i'm up i'm up to that challenge if somebody would like to you know disagree we can do actually it actually no after the after the over overhyped watch episode last week i'm really tired of people sending me angry emails and dms disagreeing with us that was Listen, such guys. a great episode <laughs> <laughs> i i 
No cow was too sacred to slay on episode 172. Watches that are overhyped. Uh, I will say this. I understand, guys. Please stop emailing me. That's all. I was I was so wrong about the reverso, and that's why I'm wearing one today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting very distracted. Let's do this. Let's do a wrist check. Michael, would you like to do an audio wrist check with me? Yeah, yeah. Go uh, for just, it. Just in time for the bells. Just in time for the church bells. Yeah, no, I'm today I'm wearing um my Omega Speedmaster professional. Hell yeah. Uh, so You feel professional? Wearing I don't it? feel professional. I don't feel like an astronaut. Um and actually the cool thing about this watch right now is that I, I I put it back on, <laughs> as much bitching as I did. I put it back on the uh, OEM bracelet from Omega. So okay, uh, I before I had it on the Forstner. Right. Way back, I had this watch on a NATO. There's something about the Omega Speedmaster, and I think the Omega experience with a lot of their watches, where you just want like the whole thing. And I feel I I feel like I've talked about this before, where like. You know, people reach out to me and they're like, why are you like strictly a bracelet guy? Why are you strictly a NATO guy? Like, yeah, I don't really do like strap changes or anything like that. There's something about like this while the Forstner band, the comfort, if you're looking for that, like Ryan Gosling first man look like like you're going to get it with that with that bracelet. Oh, yeah. To me, I just feel like I don't have like the whole package from Omega, which is it's i'll i'll be honest it's it's important to me yeah. um maybe because this is like the first time i spent like or maybe like one of the first times that i spent like a lot of money on a watch and i, I just feel weird not having the whole package from omega my impression is that and i say this um i tend to come off as a pretty cynical person on air uh but i will say this i believe in i believe in magic okay uh, so just let's get, let, let us take and go by for the lyrics to go through. But I believe in magic. So I believe in magic. <laughs> let's get it out there. Okay. Let's just get it out there. I believe in magic in that I think sometimes if enough attention and care has gone into designing something, manufacturing something, and enough people have put uh, enough work, integrity, and emotion into something, it re- represents an entire package. Some watches have to live or only feel complete when they're on... Uh, the bracelet or strap option that it came with because that's how someone conceptualized it, manufactured it, designed it, cared for it. They cared for it in that sort of, you know, one unit. So I have watches that are like that. I have watches where I'm just like, I know I could take this the bracelet or the strap off this thing, but it just, my, my Orient Star GMT is an excellent example. I have a really incredible custom-made leather strap from EA Leather Goods that um, I haven't put on here in a while, but it looks great, it feels great, but there's something in regards to this Orient Star bracelet that just brings a sense of completion to the whole package for the watch. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's what you're kind of going through with the Forstner. The Forstner looks cool, you do like it in the same way that my EA Leather Good Strap um, looks good, I do like it, but it doesn't feel complete unless it's on uh, the strap or bracelet that the watch was conceived with. You know what I'm saying? Do do you get? Do you believe in magic too, Michael? I believe in magic, and I believe in Omega magic because <laughs> I think I think Omega for a while, uh, not so much anymore because like Rolex caught up in a really serious way. But for for a while, like Omega was killing Rolex in the bracelet game, and this this stock bracelet. I thought we this... didn't want any more hate mail, Michael. Aren't you tired of hate mail? <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think some people will back me on that. Okay, good, good. I think I don't, know, I, th- I don't know enough about Omega. I think pretty like universally, like we can accept that those '90s uh, and and previous like bracelets from Rolex are just like a joke, um, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like I mean, the last don't don't get me wrong. Like if if you're a vintage guy and you're you know into that kind of stuff, um, the bracelet will last. Uh, it's fine, but Omega for a while was kind of killing it. With, yeah, with the bracelet, and this this one is is fantastic. I think again that the biggest downside is that you have these really beefy end links that just add to the lug to lug measurement a little mm. bit. But I think to me, I might have to my own detriment got really hung up on the whole like astronaut look. Like I have to when I when I put yeah. the Speedmaster on, I gotta feel like Neil Armstrong. You know, and it's just again the Forstner. Something like the Forstner will do that. Some of the flat link Omega bracelets will do that. Um, I saw Uncle Seiko came out with a new Speedmaster bracelet um, that'll that'll get that as well. But yeah. there's just there's just a very premium experience with the Speedmaster on the stock bracelet, even with its own little like quirks and deficiencies. Wow, I believe it, man. You know, uh, and so, and so so you have it back on the bracelet. Is it? What did you do with with the with the four star? Are you just gonna keep it in rotation every now and then? Trap it on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I might just like put it on every now and then. I, I've been thinking about toying with the uh, just the Omega on NATO uh, mm. at some point because it was a good look before. I just I feel like I haven't tried it in a while. I, I just maybe like maybe like the <clears throat> JB Champion bracelets just like that. I, I think some people get like really crazy about Speedmasters on NATOs. Like it's the best look in the world. Yeah. Um. So, but I, I maybe I hyped it up a little bit too much just in my head, uh, and when I tried it, I was just like, eh, whatever. So for it's, now, I'll, I'll it's keep it still on. Still, just a watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think cool. looking looking at my collection, I have everything either on the bracelet that it came with, or if the watch was meant to be on a NATO, it's on a NATO. So like the CWC with the fixed uh, spring bars. That's, I think that's the only watch that I don't have. Uh, like on a bracelet wow everything else is on bracelet or rubber that it came with so cool crazy man good stuff um my turn it's your turn uh i don't think i've owned this watch in a while i am working on a video review for it but for this wrist check i thought it would be fun to wear the gavox watches um this is one of three within this sort of uh, configuration that michael happy um belgium-based micro brand has done this mm-hmm. is the Gavox Watches Legacy Ultima Nakat Blue. Um, power Reserve Watch. It's a dressier watch. It's in blue, obviously, and it has sort of the like a three-tier dial kind of thing going on. There's a sort of beveled outer chapter ring. There's a, there's a piece just down from that where the markers live that has this sort of... Uh, it's like a line, centrifugal, like circle texture. And then the very middle is just you know like a solid... Uh, kind of blue color here. Actually, I can just let me just send you the the, the link from Gavox. So you got two to test out, right? You got a blue one and a white one. I got a blue one, a white one, and a gray one. Oh, jeez. Wow. Uh, and I am wearing this currently on the. I just sent this shit to you. Uh, I'm wearing this on. He sent me a Michael. Have you sent me a few straps? Uh, straps. Straps. The Nubuck. Nubuck steel slash chestnut. It's like a. It's like a suede. It's like a two stitch. Uh, suede strap. So it's pretty interesting what has occurred here. When you look at the watch, it has this sort of off-kilter presentation. It's a dress watch. It's very clearly a dress watch. I tried wearing this 
and the white one uh, with like shorts, and I just looked, I just looked ridiculous. It's one of the few watches. I don't say this very often. Um, it's one of the few watches you probably want to save for special occasions when you're actually wearing like dressier clothes or nicer clothes or something like that. Um, I think some of these, especially the uh, Nakat blue and the gray, I think they're designed to maybe be a bit more casual than the white mm -hmm. dial one, but all of these are quite, uh, quite dressy. So what way, I like this with like shorts is like what I said about leather straps with short sleeves. Mm. I, I think yes. you're feeling the same kind of thing. I, exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I had experienced what you were talking about before when I was like, what? You're crazy, man. But now, now I like, yes, I, what you talked about is what I experienced, um, you know, with this watch. So it, 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 it honestly, it, it's kind of upsetting because like I work from home, so I don't, I don't like have nice places to go. So I mean, I still wear the watch, but I think like, nobody has nice places to go right now. Oh yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot what was going on 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 earth right now but um it's pretty interesting how he's achieved this effect when you look at it it's very clearly a classic dress uh watch classic dress watch hands uh power reserve markers are very clean thin polished uh kind of baton wedge actually more wedge uh markers and uh but what you see is the crown at four o'clock and the power reserve slightly off uh, kilter around one o'clock, sort of similar to what you see on some Orient Star models, and then the date window is actually at seven. Um, it's pretty simple how he's achieved this effect of a classic-looking watch with sort of just like a twist. So it's not just like a plain dress watch. It's a Miyota nine. Oh, I was messing up. Nine one three zero. Miyota nine one three zero. Power reserve date window. Uh, he's just turned the movement. Um, hmm. You know one direction so the crown's not at three the crown's now at four which then caused all the other elements to turn on that axis with it which is why the power reserve is not at 12 it's at one and why the date window's not at six it's at seven it's actually a pretty cool effect um what i would say in regards to this watch is that it does exactly what it's supposed to do it's a dress watch that doesn't feel necessarily uh boring the strap quick strange quick strange strap options allow for a certain level of um Personalization, it's definitely a bit of, a, of an anachronism within Gavox's normal product offering. So uh, Gavox, so Michael Happy over at Gavox, he likes to offer a wide range of products, but they're usually different variances of uh, sporty, you know, um, uh, athletic or even military to certain extents. He does a lot of those uh, squadron pieces with different like, you know, uh, like helicopter and like play and like flight crew insignia on and everything like that so the idea of a, a dress watch is is pretty interesting he has other similar ones there's the aurora uh you know that he's got that one's pretty cool it's got a lot going on with the hands and everything like that so this one here is not necessarily a normal offering when you think of gavox watches but i will say if you were looking for just like a straight up dress watch but you didn't want to do something that was like a minimal three-hander uh like if you didn't, even though there's nothing wrong with like Timexes or or fossil watches, um, just cause I I have I have Timex watches and I have you know like watches that are like simple like that and, and stuff like that. If for some reason you really wanted to express that need to wear something dressy through a micro brand, through something a little bit different, then um, I would definitely encourage you to check out um, the Gavox Legacy line, the Legacy Ultimate Ducat Blue, which is this one. Uh, the gray, which is the other one, and then there's the I think it's technically the Legacy Carpe. 
DM. Let me send this one to you as well. This is the one particularly which is impossible to wear with, sh <laughs> with shorts. Let me slack this to you. <clears throat> yeah, that's what worked. That'll be fun. Um, I haven't worn them in a while. I did a photo with the Carpe Diem last week um, that I thought was a lot of fun. Oh, and with the so, wine? Uh, yeah, the white one. Uh, and <clears throat> then, uh, so yeah, that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm wearing now. Um, <laughs> you know, stuff. So I follow this uh, guy. Yeah, must be a guy. I follow this guy on Instagram. I think he's mm. called Dive Timer. Okay. And he's got a lot of really cool like Seikos, uh, but a lot of like military watches. I think right. he had he even has like those old like Tornick Rayville like navy watches that are super rare. And I guess the dude just got married. Okay. And so he's he's taking a bunch of photos on the beach, like watch photos on the beach. And the last one I saw was a Patek fifty nine seventy perpetual calendar chronograph. Just like I'm like, you're wearing that thing in shorts on the beach on your Jesus. honeymoon like how do you pull that off <laughs> just do it man yeah i guess right i guess uh i just have to reach a whole new level of not giving a fuck um if i did want to, if i did like leather I, I i thought i had opened all of my not giving a fuck chakras i thought i had opened all the gates and i'd reached the appropriate ninth stage of not giving a fuck but i learn every day as my self-esteem and self-worth just crumbles and erodes more that I am nowhere near the final level of not <laughs> it's giving a, a it's fuck. It's a long, it's a long journey. It's there's a long journey. More, there's more. Just when you think you've 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 walked as much as you can walk, there is more path in front of you. I don't think the journey of not giving a fuck will ever be over, Michael. I feel like we need to go on this sort of like Deepak Chopra like. <laughs> like a seminar circuit where we both go out and do talks on this kind of stuff. We got to go and do talks and then we got to go and live stream. <laughs> uh, we got to live stream us like, 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 like humming under Bodhi trees. Like we got to go, we got to go for it, man. We just, you know we just I mean? have to get like waves of middle-aged women to pay for it. And then we'll be on the same like Deepak Chopra, like bandwagon. <laughs> that would be the ultimate pivot. Yeah, <laughs> or, or a logical bar talk. <laughs> not cookie like, snobs. Not cookie snobs. Not cookie snobs. Not although the dream, the dream is still there. Yeah, it is. Two bro cookie snobs would be so low pressure. Yeah. You know, too good, man. But yeah, so that's why I'm wearing, I'm wearing the the the, the Gavox, um, uh, the Ulta, Ulta, Ultima Nakat blue. Uh, a lot of fun. I have a link so you guys can check it out and everything like that. I love everything Gavox does. We talk about him all the time on air. Um, and that's just because everything he's doing over uh, his operation is just... You want to talk about not giving a fuck? Michael Happy does not give a fuck what yeah, other I... people think. He just makes watches that make him happy. And that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know? So go and check it out. Uh, Gavox, uh, Gavox.com. Let's do this, Michael. I want to talk about watches and wonders, but... Hmm. We should probably do a little, a quick, quick uh, uh, upkeep on the on the site. Go and check out twobrokewashknobs.com. A lot of really cool stuff has uh, been posted to the site recently. Everyone over here in the writing staff is kind of busting our asses to just um, constantly get stuff out there, publish stuff, do cool stuff, uh, you know, uh, come up with cool ideas on, on what to do. So I'm going to do call outs to some pieces that you guys may not have seen. Go to Two Broke Watch Stops and check them out. The first one, Michael, I'll call out is your most recent uh, contribution. You put up this pressure on these new uh, on these new tunas, the S 
and the S2 3629. Um, super, super cool. Uh, go check them out on the site. I don't want to spend too much time talking about these, but I will say I love the hands. I mean, the they, they went back to they went back to like the traditional hand right. like shape overall. Yes. Uh, so no, <clears throat> no more monster hands. I think the black one is a little expensive. Um, I did not see the. I admit I didn't control F dollar sign uh, when I was reading. Yeah, but here. these these tunas have never been like super cheap. But, but lucky for me, my favorite look is is like the steel shroud. So that's the three hundred meter one. That's the one that's a little bit cheaper. Quartz movements in both of these, like the full freaking tuna size. Like this isn't like a smaller. Like I know Seiko has done some smaller versions, um, like the solar ones, but this mm -hmm. is like the full actual forty nine point four millimeter oh, diameter. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, but forty seven lug to lug, uh, or I think <laughs> no, it might be even shorter. Oh no, the the steel one is a little bit smaller. So 49.4 millimeters for the black, more expensive one, 47.7 for the, the steel shrouded one. Both cool. look great. Very, very cool. Uh, but also on the site, uh, Greg Bedrosian, senior TBDS contributor, put out, um, yo, he fucking like ninja'd this shit. Uh, so Casio, without really doing anything appropriate, like as far as we're concerned, uh, also just to be clear, guys, every time you see... No, okay, I won't say every time. 95% of the times you see a press release or like a news article on our site, we had to dig and claw for that shit. No one sends us anything. People, Some people yeah. do send us things, I will tell you that. Um, and I'll, I'll call out one who did, but like no one, like, no one's clamoring at their keyboards to send the latest hot shit to the I hope Kaz and Mike now. see this. We gotta tell Kaz and Mike about this right fucking now. It's like no one... <laughs> So anything you see, <laughs> anything you see on the site is the result of um, all of us here at TBWS um, really busting our asses and looking. Uh, I've sifted through a lot of bullshit, just stuff this past couple of weeks to get some cool stuff on the site. So huge shout out to Greg Bedrosi for catching this. Casio released uh, a new G-Shock in the classic DW5600 uh, series. They're NASA themed. <laughs> They're so cool. It's the Casio G-Shock NASA DW600 NASA 20, N-A-S-A -A, uh, 20. Really, really cool. Um, it's all white. It has the NASA logo in red on the face. The uh, illuminate button, when you press it, when you press it, it has like a, a illuminated relief of the moon on the back. Uh, it's really fucking cool. Uh, is it the moon or is that Mars? I don't fucking red. know. It's a planet, but I just know it's not Earth, man. <laughs> I don't like these. Yo, this is great, <laughs> Michael. I thought we were. I thought we talked. We don't want any more hate mail. The general consensus is that everyone loves these. This is like Kennedy Space Center gift shop, like whatever. <laughs> That's fine. We don't have to like everything. <laughs> we don't. We don't have to like everything. That is very, very true. I think they're fun. They do exude a exude a strong word, whatever. They do exude a sort of gift shop vibe. Like, you can buy this and the freeze-dried astronaut ice cream. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, did you ever do that when you went to, like, I don't know, fucking, like, Space Camp or some shit? Or, like, Kennedy Space Center? Like, they sell you astronaut ice cream. It's like these freeze-dried cubes of, like, sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember. <laughs> we've all been there. Let me just make sure I'm not running over a cat. Uh, so, yeah, go and check out the piece. A lot of really cool, uh, fun pictures. Um, that watch is priced at 130 bucks. 
Uh, also on the site, uh, Fossil celebrated Earth Day with uh, solar-powered watches. The general consensus from the watch community and the press release that I created here is that they don't like these and they're not very good looking. I acknowledge in the press release that these are not going to win any design awards. However, if you are someone who is looking for um, an environmentally friendly watch, a watch where people are trying to take a little bit of care in regards to where they're sourcing their materials, in regards to environmental impacts and everything like that, I would encourage you to check out these watches. It's kind of similar to what you might have seen from the Bomb release, uh, not to be confused with Bomb and Mercier. But you remember those Bomb watches they put out? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're supposed to be like environmentally. Is this? I mean, I guess they are, but they're expensive and they're very particular with the way they look. They're more dressy. Um, I like these fossil watches because the straps. It comes with five straps. The straps are made from. They're made from a yarn that they get from recycled plastic bottles, um, and it's. I don't know how that works. Have you ever heard of that? So these are basically all of the materials you'll find on a Richard meal. For $130, guys. It's plastic, plastic and nylon. It's plastic and nylon. Uh, the straps are made from 16 uh, recycled water bottles. The cases are partly bioplastic. They're made from castor oil. It's a solar watch, which is pretty sweet as well. Um, Check it out. If you're someone that's conscious about those types of things, I think it's worth at least kind of seeing what your options are. I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't see anyone else really cover that. Um, also on the site, um, I thought it'd be fun to cover this because I thought it was interesting. There's a Mido, uh, Mido or Mido, however you said. Mido has kind of expanded on their pretty iconic commander line with this commander gradient. It's The dial is a clear sort of acrylic and it, it has like a gradient effect where it ombres from dark to translucent essentially. The closer you go to the center of the dial, it's actually kind of a cool effect. They say the inspiration was a speedometer, which is why all the press photos, which they provided. So Mido is one of the brands that actually does send us stuff and talk to us. Um, the press photos they provided, like, has like, has like a dude in a car and there's like an engine. It's, I, I think it's stupid. I wouldn't classify this as like an automotive watch. I think they're trying to make it like an automotive watch, uh -huh. um, but it's not. Uh, but it is very, very fun. The only caveat I will say is if you're going to have a dial that shows off your movement, your movement better look good. Um, and it's, it's in the front of it is an undecorated Mito 80, which is the Tissot Powermatic 80, which is the 80 hour power reserve watch that all these Swatch watch brands kind of share with each other. Um, and the, the back of it's decorated fine. The front of it just looks like, uh, just looks like a movement. It would have been cool. I mean, obviously, it would have like tripled the price of the watch if they decorated the front of it or the back of it. However, the watch uh, movement lingo is. But yeah, I just wanted to put that caveat out there. But it is it is fun. I would encourage you to go and check it out. Cool. Uh, I think in terms of stuff on the site, those are the big ones or the most recent ones. Also, go and check out. We talked about Basel beginning of the show. Go and check out. I'll have a link in the episode here. Um, our continued coverage in regards to, you know, the sort of woes and perils that Basel has been facing. Um, I'm also transitioning to Basel now because I think it's a really good point to start our discussion on watches and wonders. Uh, Basel is suffering from a lot of issues right now. Obviously, um, you know, all these brands are pulling out. Uh, a lot of the big brands that are pulling out are accusing them, not it's a strong word, are claiming that they didn't handle finances very well. Small and medium-sized brands are also demanding their money back because with the show postponed, these brands are facing potential 
financial ruin if they don't get their money back and all this stuff and and it's it's one of those things where they buried it but Basel buried like one line in a press release and I shared in one of my write-ups that said they're exploring the possibility of a digital platform for Basel World. Well, Watches and Wonders did more than explore it. Watches and Wonders fucking did it. Um, but did you get it to work? <clears throat> I couldn't find it. Find what? The Watches and Wonders, like, were they streaming anything? Were, what, what were they doing exactly? I didn't see any streams. <laughs> I went to the Watches and Wonders sites. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things. The Watches and Wonders press release in regards to the digital platform announcement. Um... And I guess this is this is pretty fucking common. It may seem like it was this it was the second fucking coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're gonna have live stream panel sessions and it's <laughs> gonna be um, you know, each brand's gonna have their own like digital space on the platform, like a like their own exhibitor booth and everything like that. Um and these are all fancy words for it's gonna be a website with web pages. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I didn't realize that as I was reading. I was I was I was caught in the luster of the fancy words <laughs> you know what i mean um but the yeah i couldn't find any of those things and again we interacted with this as a normal user would we didn't do we didn't sign up for any press bullshit or whatever um you know there's a little area for here you for, for here for you to register as press we purposefully didn't because i i wanted to see what it was like just as like regular people you know regular website folks just going to the site so i couldn't see any of that stuff i go to watchesandwonders.com and basically, you know, there's a hero section where they scroll through some, like, announcements. Uh, there's a little welcome video, I guess, here. And then there's three sections, see new releases, discover brand announcements, dive into images. And then, like, the last section is, like, you know, showing all the particip- participating brands. And so um, it's basically a website. It's basically a watch blog. They made mm-hmm. a watch blog for their own fucking yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> and so i don't know why the first thing i thought is like if i was fucking like let me let me let me see if i was fucking if i was uh piaget and i paid however the fuck much for potentially physical booth uh and then all this coronavirus stuff happened and we pivoted to a digital platform I don't think what I paid for my physical booth is congruent with my, you know, web web page, the, the web page you made me on your website. Just saying, Piaget, TBWS can do it for way less. We can, are you, <laughs> I can put together incredible web pages for all these brands. Hermes, not Hermes, fuck you guys. Uh, IWC, um, Roger Dubuis, Mom, I, you guys call, call me. I'll put together Kaz. some good websites for you. <laughs> dear him, hello, dear Chaos. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I did my Vlad accent. Hello, I'm Vlad. I make watch. I make watch for love of ocean. Vlad, Vlad is also going to be on the masthead soon. So when you revise that this week, just think about it. <laughs> With oh, our dev, so good, so good, man. But yeah, so I think that's the first thing to address. I don't think. And it's also it's also improbable to you know it, it's improper to expect any sort of digital presence to be the same as what you'd expect from physically going to a booth 
and with mm-hmm. the music and the people with the nice hair and like all the accents and they're saying shit to you and the people the ladies the ladies <laughs> this is so, so fucking I just so dumb handing out like drinks and all this shit like there it's not a party most right. people experience watches and wonders and they're like pajamas or on the toilet I think most I think the majority of watch and wonder attendees this year were on the fucking toilet on the toilet yeah <laughs> But or very, just like in the, very or, carefully sanitizing their device, of course. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Are you kidding me? People use their phone in the toilet mm-hmm. and then they go and eat like macaroni and cheese with their fingers. All right, people are disgusting. Okay, well, man. I mean, yeah, like, what's this is part of why this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I think that's the first thing to address. Um, the digital platform is in no way congruent to what you would expect from a physical booth or physical show, which is not proper to expect. You shouldn't expect that sort of experience. However, the way it was kind of presented, I was kind of expecting that. Um, but what's really funny is what they have created is basically a watch blog that's essentially the same thing that um, – I try not to say other watch blogs on here, but it doesn't matter – it's basically the same thing that the blog to watch dudes did. It's the same thing that the Hodinky guys did. If you go to their sites, go to their sites right now, because we have we the only thing you're gonna see on Two Broke Watch Knobs in regards to watches and wonders is this fucking podcast. So I don't care if you guys go to Hodinky or a blog to watch uh, for watches and wonders coverage. Go and look at the coverage that they did, and then go to watches and wonders. They all basically made the same the same sections of their website. Yeah, it's it's kind of just like an aggregate of. Uh, press releases and and this year of course like you know some of those blogs will get like very early access and they'll get like hands-on photos and kind of a crappy room they'll they'll have like 10 minutes to to take photos of the watches and just like fight the lighting inside of those those little rooms Uh, but this year you don't have any of that of course so everyone is just reporting with the same stock like product photos that the brand's it's all out. it's all it's all the stark desperate decoration and crappy lighting of the casting couch without anyone having an orgasm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the best way I can put it. I guess I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, let's do this thing. So yeah, we, I've, I've been looking at this, you know, for for a while. So remember, we're rec- at the time of us recording uh, it's Sunday. It's approximately noon Eastern. Michael, you're on the West Coast. It's about 9:30 over uh, over by you in the morning. So it's possible that something was announced. No. While we're recording, no, we're done. You think we're done? No. I've been taking a look. I don't. I don't really see anything new. Okay. Good. Excellent. So then yeah. I'm. The, let's do this. Let's let's just start taking pot shots at uh, random stuff. Mike and I are just gonna go. I'm on there. I'm on the Watches and Wonders website. I also have the blog to watch uh, uh, tab open as well, just just so I can kind of go back and forth between the two to kind of look at releases or anything like that. Let's start. I want to talk about just random watches. Let's just start doing pod shots. Then towards the end, let's pick like maybe the 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 you know the the top like the top three that we really uh, really really jived with. Can we talk about? And I'm fine starting with this one because it was sort of like almost immediately brought up in the Slack channel. Okay. But can we talk about this? insane vacheron calendar ultra thin skeleton in all gold yeah man i think vacheron i think vacheron brought a crate full of microphones just so they could drop every single one of them um most the majority of the releases that i've seen coming from vacheron constantine for this event 
Uh, and I don't say this very often in regards to like, you know, uh, urology and all these like, like huge, like obviously Vashon Constantine is like, you know, one of the major players. I don't say this very often, but like I was totally blown away yeah. by the majority. Two of them didn't really do it for me, but the majority of what Vacheron uh, has released has totally just fucking knocked my shit off. Here, yeah, I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up, uh, so overseas, overseas perpetual calendar, ultra thin skeleton, right? Yep. This thing is absurd. It's a hundred and thirty thousand euros. I don't care how many euros it is. It's beautiful. And skeleton, you know, this is this is unusual for the brand. This is the first time they've done a skeleton dial, right? Probably not the first time. Might be the first time with a perpetual calendar. I'm Maybe not that's sure. What it that's is. that's a, that's a good question. Um, so like I'm I'm a pretty like I'm a pretty serious ally for the Royal Oak. And mm-hmm. uh, just like I'm a huge fan, I, I always kind of dream about having a Royal Oak or like maybe something from the offshore collection. I, I'm really attracted to those watches, but it wasn't until a friend of the show loaned me a Vacheron overseas, like time right. only for a few days that I got to realize like, holy crap, like this is an insane package that that like quick change quick release system for the leather the rubber it's it's, it's beautiful look they got they got incredible photos of it on their on the on the watches of wonder side if you go I mean, i'm sure all the press guys have it yeah. but like i was noticing that too i'm like that's so fucking cool the little clip that is so easy to use man yeah and like so like very quickly you can just change the look of the watch overall so it's kind of fun to see that feature included in a watch this expensive because a lot of times you'll buy watches from i don't know patek or like so like you'll buy like a quarter million dollar watch and it's like i don't know you need an engineering degree to like size the bracelet or change the bracelet (laughs) (laughs) you know so you need an engineering degree or a wet saw yeah yeah it's cool (laughs) to see this this you know this feature included um something that like if swatch did that it would be like oh it's a gimmick that swatch is doing but it's (laughs) it's convenient and it's nice to see um i feel like vacheron at this point is kind of forgotten and this year they're like keep forgetting like (laughs) you're you're gonna you're gonna figure out what was happening the whole time I like will keep, say, keep looking away. <laughs> Vacheron blew me away, not just with these releases, but the way in which they chose to uh, present some of these releases. So on the uh, Watches and Wonders like site and everything like that, they have um, all these videos. And so brands control the videos they shared. And I'm sure these videos are everywhere now. So like some brands, which I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk about, I'll talk about, I'll talk about Panerai's videos. <clears throat> in a little bit um some brands chose to go a little fucking ridiculous with their video roger dubuis has the most <laughs> like midlife crisis induced <laughs> video um but the vashon videos are fantastic it's very simple there's no crazy jump cuts there's no uh dubstep I think dubstep, dubstep was the real winner of Watches and Wonders. I have not heard so many dubstep two-minute trailers in my fucking life, Michael. Did you watch I haven't, I haven't seen any of the videos. So oh, my I, God. I, I'll don't. have fun catching up on that. <laughs> don't. All right. Just, just don't do it. The, the Vashram videos, it's just, their, it's just their style director, whose name I can't recall at this time. It is... Give me a second here. I don't want to fuck it up. I got to do it to... Christian Salmoni? Sorry if I'm saying okay. that wrong. Salmoni? 
It's just the style director. Uh, very simple, quick videos, a camera on him. There's two angles, one facing, one profile, and it's him just talking about the watch. It's not someone skiing and clubbing pit bulls to death or like driving a race car or like doing stupid shit. It, to do a video like this, it, it communicates two things to me. Uh, it's obviously very uh, confident. This is yeah. appropriate confidence. This is not overcompensating competence, a uh, confidence. And the second thing is belief in that what needs to be articulated to you as the end user, as the potential watch enthusiast, how fucking awesome the watch is. Yeah. And that, to me, in regards to brands that chose specific presentations for their watches and wonders digital platform, the not just the releases they did, but the way the Vashon Constantine chose to do these videos, um, I fucking loved it. I thought it was so cool. It was super refreshing. And it really allowed you to focus on what the point was here. It's the fucking watch. So yeah, go and check out the Watches Wonders website. Go and watch the videos. You'll see what I mean. Um, this skeleton is super cool. Did you see? Let's 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 stick, let's stick with Vacheron. You want to stick with Vacheron for a bit? Yeah. Before we move on to the next watch, mm-hmm. can you take a look at that moon phase disc and just look at the the depth of the etching on the star chart and the translucent like clear white part that hides the moons? Oh my god! I didn't even see it was translucent, dude. That's oh like God. That's out that's of this world. So cool. Sorry, that, that's the last thing I wanted to bring up. Oh my God. Mm. That's so cool, man. This has done it, Michael. This watch, Vacheron has done the impossible for me. It's pierced my thickening shell of numbness. <laughs> it's exciting. They, it's they perforated they... my orological ennui and it's caused me to feel things again. This is nice, right? <laughs> so what's what's the next one? Because that, that uh, one caught my eye, and I was like, I don't know what else Vacheron did. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's the, that's the yes, dear watch. This watch yeah. happens, and I'm just going to say yes to whatever the fuck happens <laughs> after that yes, dear. You know what I mean? Uh, let me see here. Did you see this one? The Vacheron Constantine. I'm going to fucking ruin this name, so bear with me, guys. Le Cabonetier Astronomical Striking Grand Complication Ode to Music. It's a dual side watch. There's a couple dual side watches. This one is um, it's a it's a minute repeater. Uh, I'm just gonna read the. I'm gonna read. Is, there's 19 complications. You access complications in both That's the it. front and yeah. I know, right? That fucking casuals. Oh, I see uh, it now. I see it now. I'm going to read you guys the little paragraph they have here because it's going to do a much better job of me trying to explain with words that I cannot possibly get to come out of my brain right now. Uh, displaying a range of indications including <clears throat> civil, solar, and side real time. I don't know what side real time is. As well as combining 19 complications within this minute repeater caliber makes this unique watch a masterpiece of aesthetics and technological and technical orology. I'm going to fuck it up. Le Cabonetier's astronomical striking gamb- grand complication owed to music is a tribute to, uh, to the grand laws of nature, which continue to exercise their formidable powers of fascination. This is a beautiful watch because it's one of those really cool things that I see Vacheron do in pieces where obviously it's technically fucking incredible. There's 19 complications on this watch. However, there are 19 complications on this watch and it does not look busy. It's fucking beautiful. The complications and their sheer amount of them are actually making this watch uh, much more beautiful to me. And it looks like 
a dress watch, but at the same time, it still looks like a proper technical instrument. I think it's one of those really weird things when you have super nice or expensive watches, have all these complications or have all these things, um, they usually always end up still looking like dress watches. For some reason to me, this still has like a, not a tool watch, but you know what I'm trying to say, Michael? There's no price on this, by the way, right? Yeah, you can't afford it. That's the price. <laughs> the price is you can't afford USD. <laughs> I don't know. I it, Honestly, this might be one of the ones they just make like eight of or yeah. something. Um, let me go to the Vacheron Constantine website. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume we can't afford this watch. That's probably a fair bet. But what about if I use Affirm? Affirm. That's a good, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll single-handedly bankrupt Affirm if I try to use them. I'm pre-qualified. <laughs> I'm pre I got your email. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's great. I, I will say I do not know what side real-time means. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, me neither. <clears throat> that's it. That's it. That, I, I, I think this watch is fucking gorgeous. Uh, aesthetically, what do you think? Because you're pretty quiet. I'm, am I feeling it more than you? I think so. I, I think this one is a little bit too out there for me. I yeah. really, I don't like that bezel at all. That little mm. like toothy sort of bezel that they have on this thing. It's you're looking just at not... the wrong. You're looking at the wrong watch. I'm looking at the ode to music. Oh, I'm looking at the music du temps. Sorry, one second. Common, common mistake. I'm looking at the Cabo. It's blue. It's it's blue. Cabinotier's astronomical striking grand complication. Ode to music. This is even crazier. But there's no toothy bezel. I totally know what you mean. There's no toothy bezel. This is a smooth bezel. No, this I like. Yes. Uh, the one I, have, you, I have nothing bad to say about this. The one that you were looking at is the yeah. This is this is uh, 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 this is the split second chronograph version of that watch. So <laughs> this one does not. Except except there's one really funny thing about this. Um, mm. If you look at the sunrise sunset, like the the little scales that they have there, and yeah. the uh, you know the hands that they have, and the little gauge in the in the bottom. I forgot who it was. Like some of the block to watch guys would see stuff like this that Vacheron does and just like say this looks like a washing machine like the kind of like scales you'll find on like an oven or a washing machine oh no even the you, font even you the heard font here folks Vacheron Constantine washing machine uh, is available for <laughs> an indeterminate amount of money yeah uh, you could probably start your own washing brain, uh, washing washing machine factory yeah uh, with the cost of this watch this looks good though I mean Again, no price on this one either. Nope. But the one that you were looking at, Le Cabinetier Grand Complication Split Second Chronograph Tempo. Um, I am not a fan of this one. I think a lot of the buttons and case protrusions make it a little uh, too busy. I like the other one just because of uh, a lot of the, the, the choices they made in regard to the sort of uh, star chart on the back with a lot of the scales and everything like that. It's still this this the 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 ode to music, the blue one that I was telling you about. Uh, it feels more um, whimsical to me, and I love I love anything that is is or logical or logically whimsy. You know what I mean? It also feels more Vacheron, uh, honestly. 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. Uh, any other Vacheron? Obviously, there's the traditional Tourbillon. Uh, they expanded upon the traditional line, and they have the Wars of the Tourbillon. I, I, that's, that's one of the Vacheron pieces I didn't really uh, focus on too much. The other one I see people talking about is the addition they did to the 56. They added the brown dial with the gold and all the stuff. I'm not super jazzed on that. I think it, I'm sure it's great and it looks cool. It's just not my style. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's let's switch brands. Switch brands, Michael. So you said you have some thoughts on um, Panerai? <laughs> I have a question, Michael. Okay. <laughs> Did you watch any of the videos that Panerai put out for the releases? No. Let's see. Maybe I can go to the. Maybe I can go to the YouTube channel. I have a theory. I think Gatorade and Skrillex teamed up to do every single Panerai video. Panerai. Let's see. I think they're hosting it. Um, Just go to the Watches and, and, and Wonders site. Is it? Are they not there? Watches, Watches and Wonders. No, I, I went on that site and I got like a little bit of a seizure because it looks kind of hard to use. Um, let's see. Except, where do I go? Uh, more brands. Uh, let's go to. So, do you see Panerai in the, in like the logos down near the bottom? I'm clicking on Panerai. Okay. Did it take you to brands? I'm seeing a video. Oh, this is very Gatorade. I see this. Yeah. It, so, I think Skrillex and Gatorade came together uh, to make. Oh, good. He's got the sound on. I'll let let's you guys hear this. Let's hear this. Oh my god. Like green fish. This is absurd. It's fucking stupid. It <laughs> just it totally distracts. I don't even know what the fucking watches are. It totally distracts. Alright, I'm done with that. From what's going on. So I know you saw the so the first thing I saw was the videos through the Watches and Wonders website, man. So I don't know anything about their watches. I saw one that had like loom on the strap, on the, on the strap. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. I'm sorry. Like I don't know if you like that dude, but like, I mean, it's nothing new. That's that's something that like micro brands have been doing. Yeah, but this I'm not paying fifteen thousand dollars for a micro dude, brand like, watch. They're like nineteen thousand. Is I'm like the cheapest one I saw. Yeah, no. I, so okay, I finally found something that just shows me photos of watches. God. Um, ugh, ugh, what is this? <laughs> Sub submersible Ecopan Pan fucking Pan Ecopangia Ecopangia. God damn it! God damn it! Well, you know, you know this new turbulent. CEO, by the way, the the Panerai CEO that you're seeing in these videos. By the way, mm -hmm. he's the he's the ex uh, Roger Dubuis CEO. That explains so much. <laughs> just, <laughs> that explains. Just throw I'm that out there. That yeah. explains. Ugh. I'm I'm caught up. I'm all, I'm up to speed. Yeah. I'm up to speed now. Um, you looked into these more than I did. I only have critiques on their videos. I think they're fucking stupid, and it was a complete dumb way to try and leverage a digital platform for your watch releases. Because, like I said, uh, when I got done watching the videos, all I wanted to do was stab my ears out and drink Gatorade. Like that was that. You know what I'm saying? So you you drive here. Which of these any of these Panar releases kind of like grab you? I see. I see this uh, Ecopangia. I see this uh, Marina Fibra Tech uh, Rosa GMT. Here, you steer. Yeah, so I, I see a couple things here that are pulling me in different directions. And the 
The one I'll start with is the Panerai Luminor Luna Rosa GMT44, which okay. I don't think is 100% new for Watches and Wonders 2020. Um, I did see this watch in person. I think it had like a sort of early release uh, late last year, which is typical uh, for Richemont brands. They'll put out some stuff end of the year prior before jumping into SIHH or Watches and Wonders. Uh, so this one is pretty cool. Um, I think it has like a meteorite dial. I can get behind it. Okay. Looks super cool. Um, and then, of course, I think the flagship is this these crazy loomed uh what is this 70 years of luminor so i guess they're they're um they're commemorating some sort of anniversary for the luminor mix which okay. is like the radioactive material that they moved from after radiomir um so i guess it's been 70 years and that's why Seven. everything is Seven decades of luminosity embodied in one remarkable new edition, presenting the ultra-legible Luminor Marina 44mm, a strikingly distinctive model featuring rugged titanium case and blue sandwich dial guaranteed for 70 years. The fuck does that even mean? This lightweight water-resistant model boasts an automatic P9910 copper movement and a three-day power reserve. So if you if you look into Panerai's lab ID, which is their like I don't know, they're like super high end concept team. Okay. Like they work they work on this they they create these movements that have like no lubrication. So like there are no oh, lubricants in the movement. Yeah. Um and you see that with some of the Carbotech stuff. And yeah, theoretically, these movements can go with uh, go like 70 years or 50 years or something like that without servicing. Um, and I think I, way back, I did the math. I called I called a Panerai like AD and I, I asked for like the average servicing for, I don't know, a complicated watch. And then I added okay. up all of the intervals, the cost of all the intervals over like 50 years of ownership. And like it still didn't even come close to some kind of value proposition. So it's just like <laughs> they say it, but it doesn't really make sense. Right. Um, yeah. This, and I'm surprised. I'm surprised that this isn't actually released as part of a Lab ID collection from from Panerai because it a lot of the same materials, a lot of the same technology, but you don't get a Lab ID watch, which comes with a, a big premium. And man, these things being. Sixteen thousand to nineteen thousand dollars. Oh my god! Um, you can get an offshore. Uh, yeah. These these things yeah. are limited to two seventy each as well, and they're they're a little gimmicky. Um, I hard pass on these for me. Hard pass. Okay, I hear that. I, hear I that. do like the ridiculous. Where is this thing? I saw this today. Are we are we brand jumping or are we staying in Panerai? Staying in Panerai. The last oh. one for Panerai is the Panerai Submersible Eco Pangea Turbion yeah. GMT. Can we can we talk about how fucking ugly this watch is? I would wear this. You know, the ironically, oh. ironically, that looks a lot like a yacht master bezel. So it looks I, like a yacht master say. yacht master bezel Panerai mod. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is one of my orological war crimes. This is a war oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. What's Where up? does it say Mike Horn? Who's Mike Horn? Who is that? I was going to ask you who the fuck that guy was. He's all over the Panerai website. <laughs> he's, he's an extreme adventurer. 
I googled it. Discover yes. the greatest adventures of Mike Horn. No. Okay. Mike Horn is a South African-born Swiss, Swiss professional explorer and adventurer born in Johannesburg. He's currently, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who Mike Horn is. I'm not paying for this watch. Can I read the paragraph? <laughs> the Ecopangia? Be my my first, My first vote for Orological War Crime. Do I have permission? Yeah, go for it. Be one of the only... Oh my god, fucking Christ box. Be one of only five bold and discerning collectors to acquire the new Panerai submersible Ecopangia Tourbillon GMT 50mm Micron Edition, which allows buyers to experience a once-in-a-lifetime adventure in the Arctic with Explorer and Brand Ambassador... Wait, so if I buy this, I get to go to the Arctic and die? Do you, does it come with a trip? <laughs> the ultimate precision instrument, special edition features a casemate, Ecopangias, uh, composed... The, the steel is made from recycled metal from Mike Horn's uh, sailing ship. Hold on. Do I, am, I, am I getting a trip to the Antarctic with this watch? Still not worth it. I'd wear it, oh, though. I could die at home for free. Why would I pay thousands of dollars <laughs> to go die in the Arctic with strangers? I could die at home surrounded by my loved ones. For free, Michael. I can die at home for free. <laughs> the true American dream. All right. <laughs> Why call it Amos? I can just die at home for free. All right. Let's see this thing. Oh, my God. My heart. My heart can't take this. Okay, fine. Fine. I'll Google the stupid eco Pangea. I think I get it. This is. Oh, geez. $190,000, by the way. Mm-hmm. Five of them. Well, you think they're all sold out? I've sunk to my lowest. I'm, I'm looking on how dinky you site. Um, I don't think no. I don't think it comes with the trip. It has to. The exclusive <laughs> trip which accompanies the purchase of one of these pieces is meant to test your physical limits and allow you to witness the Im imperiled state of the Arctic due to the forces of climate change. Uh, those are the initial thoughts, because I want to make sure I source this, from Danny Milton over at Hodinkee. I'm going to go ahead and say this is the stupidest fucking thing. <laughs> not Danny, not your piece. This stupid eco-pangea. I'm going to pay $190,000 to go and test myself in the Antarctic when I can honestly, I can test my own limits by drinking black coffee and calling home at like four in the morning. Like that will test enough, uh, enough fear out of me um and in case i get before i get emailed yes that's a line from from the peep show one of my favorite shows of all time but yeah it, it comes with the, the trip comes with the watch the trip comes so, with the watch. so there will be five owners how many of those do you think will die on this journey every single one of them michael <laughs> every one of them <laughs> will die it's a stupid thing this is oh. gimmicky this is gimmicky to me and it's really <laughs> I feel like counterproductive to maybe something a bit more thoughtful or Michael compare this to what we saw from Vacheron and Constantine. Yeah. Like yeah. 10, I like think, I think you, I think ago. you changed my mind on this in real time. I, I didn't see that. I came with a trip. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Also didn't see that it was $190,000. 
Oh, this is great stuff, man. Get get your shit together, Panerai. My fucking god. All right, let's, let's brand hop. Let's, Where do you let's go? pause. Let's pause for a quick second. Does this feel like any other SIHH? I feel like we're doing the same thing we do every year. No, this we're is just the like, same. like I said. They just made their own blog. We're this they, is we've we've done this episode before. This is great. All right, let's brand. Who who do you pick next? Because I I pick Panerai. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna pick a brand that I liked one thing and 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 hated another thing. How much did you look into Piaget? I looked into Piaget and I just got mad because every year it's it's just like, hey, look at how thin this thing is. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I, mean, I, I, I will say that. Um, so the year so uh, specifically, I will say because and I put this in my like column, the Piaget uh, Altiplano Ultimate Concept. I lo- obviously the thinness thing is kind of a gimmick at this point. However, I I do like the aesthetics of it and I liked this sort of personalization aspect. Um, that they've added. You can kind of change bridge colors and shit like that. And I, 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 no one's going to afford this watch. I'm just saying, I think the concept um, is cool, especially because Piaget is generally, and I'll get to this, very inclined to do something technically cool, or not even technically cool, and make a fucking stupid watch, like a stupid looking watch or like stupid marketing around a watch. Um so in regards to the way they presented themselves, I enjoyed what happened with the uh, Altiplano uh, Ultimate Concept. On the reverse end, the Piaget Limelight Gala, uh, I'm going to classify as another one of my orological war crimes because of the watch itself. It's very stupid, but I'm more mad at the marketing. Um, huge shout out to uh, everyone that joined me on episode 4 of the TBWS Writers Room uh, if that's not live by the time you guys hear this on our YouTube channel the Writers Room is a YouTube series that we do um, you know usually uh, it's usually TBWS writers uh, contributors um, who are on there sometimes we'll have special guests uh, we've had stuff in watches or, you know Josh we've had stuff watches on the show before and episode 4 we had another special guest we had uh, uh, Dale um, Ratchek Productions, Mr. Ace K Productions. Go and check out his Instagram feed. Go and check out his um, YouTube channel as well. Uh, but we were discussing uh, Breitling. We were uh, we did an episode, uh, the writers' room, on the new Breitling releases, and we spent a significant amount of time talking about those 35 millimeter uh, Navitimers that Breitling had put out specifically for you know uh, women watch collectors, female watch enthusiasts, and that kind of stuff. And it generated this 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 pretty, in my opinion, thoughtful discussion on. What the fuck that even means? Like the idea of of women's watches and how sometimes gender gendering things can be counterproductive and just make watches and make them in different sizes and let me make let people make their own choices because otherwise then you have uh, people you have you have women who want to get into watches and they feel like they can only buy quote unquote ladies watches and then you have people you have dudes who are suffering the throes of midlife crisis and they feel like they can only buy eco pangeas and hang themselves in the bathroom in the Antarctic on that fucking boat like you get people doing dumb things because things are gendered um, I had that discussion on the TBS writers episode before I started looking into these Piaget limelight gala pieces these are fucking I'm like, gala. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I found one on the Watches and Wonders site. I'm going oh, to let's... call. There's, there's two things here. I'm going to call out. Oh, so, 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 here, I, I, I've been monopolizing airtime. Say, say your things. Say, say your things. What are your thoughts on these? So, how many of them are there? I only see. The, okay, I see one with like that's bluish, blue stones. There's blue, blue one. There's blue a green leather. one. There's one that's covered in stones. But this is also one of the lines that allows for personalizations. 
I think. I mean, they just look like very kind of generic ladies' watches that are just not all that thoughtful. Agreed. That is one of the points I brought up. There's no orological... Just covered merit. covered in diamonds. My specific point of contention that I want to bring out and why I'm going to label this as an orological war crime is uh, if you watch the video that Piaget had put out, it's like a 10-minute video. Uh, only two minutes of it are important because they talk about that um, the Altiplano uh, thin, thin watch. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a portion of the video dedicated to these lime-like galas, and the the narrator is talking about how these are created in the spirit of like female empowerment and 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 those types of concepts, which right. are fucking awesome, and it makes so much sense. But you cannot tell me something is designed to empower females while then flashing images of women with like low-cut dresses uh, showing their tits. That is not how it works, right? That is not how it fucking works, man. You can't uh, tell me something empowers females and then show me a visual reference to that of someone uh, flashing body parts. That doesn't work for dudes. That doesn't work for girls. I don't like watch ads that are like, you know, the embodiment of like masculinity. And it's like a dude lifting bricks without a shirt. For some, That's fucking dumb to me because it automatically, uh, first of all, genderizing things annoys the hell out of me, and it automatically pigeonholes aspects of genderization into category, you know, categorizations. I am only feminine if I do X, Y, Z. I am only masculine if I do X, Y, Z. I can only practice and emphasize and be proud of my femininity if I do X, Y, Z. And in that case, right. if I'm really digging into the marketing, Piaget is telling me if I were a woman. That I would be practicing my 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 strong nature as an empowered empowered woman, I could only do that by proudly showing off my breast. It's a bit it's a bit disappointing. Um, I I didn't know they were taking that that angle with the uh, with this release because it's also lazy to do that. To it's say too, that like it's it's like two lines in the video. It just pisses me off though because it's even though they say it very quickly. That's a powerful thing to try and position as your impetus for this watch. Like I, Cartier, uh, Cartier was also very guilty of that. Like those videos that they built for the Panthea collection, where it's like, it's like, oh, this is an image of an empowered woman that wears like a very like expensive watch, mm-hmm. but she's being like, she's just like partying and getting like hammered and shit. Like in the ads, like it was like really, really I, weird. I, I will, I will say the Piaget, it's not like that. It's not like girls partying or whatever. It was, it's definitely, it's, it's like women wearing high fashion and also fashion of evocative and interpretive of like sixties women's fashion. So it's not like pornographic or garish in any way, but it's just one of those things where it's like, come on, man. It's, yeah, I forgot what she was wearing. It's like, it's like either, it's either a low cut blouse uh, or like a low cut like jacket, and it's just like literally, it's like oh, like it's, it's something like strong female. That's the line, and then it just cuts to like a woman and her boobs, and it's like man, like come on, can't we just like can't it just be like a woman studying or a woman cutting oranges? That, those things are fucking difficult. I can't do those things. I don't know. <sighs> so that to me stuck out. Um, that really fucking annoyed me, um, because it, it creates it creates that chain of fucked up events where. Men can only buy men's watches. Ladies can only buy women's uh, women's watches. I'm a woman. I can only buy women's watches. These women's watches are telling me I can only practice being an empowered woman by uh, exposing parts of my body 
or and I understand the counter argument for that is it's sort of one of those things that women can use to express themselves in counter to like uh, oppression with like clothing options like 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 this is my body I can I can express it the way I want that totally makes sense but that's an individual choice the mm-hmm. idea that you're supposed to express your body as one of the normal ways to practice being uh, empowered in your gender whether you're a male or female is really annoying and I say that as someone before I get the emails that has a horrible looking body and I know that I'm a guy and I practice my masculinity by taking off my shirt in public because I'm fucking terrible looking and I know that you know what I mean (laughs) so for all the other guys out there it's totally fine to be masculine and not have to take your shirt off that's fine you're more self-aware than other people who think it's fine that's all I'm saying you know what I mean yeah and the sad the sad part is these watches actually they don't look all that bad they're very pretty. As, I think as ladies, I, I, as ladies watches, they don't they don't look all that bad. But here, yeah. here's another great example, much like the Panthea collection from Cartier, where I think the I the marketing that's, that's what it was, Panthea. Yeah. The marketing falls like really, really short, it's especially you know for for women. I think yeah. Uh, so, so that's we'll, that's kind of sad to see. We can brain jump. You guys can call me a prude. It's all good. I think we're all free to express ourselves in a way that's productive, and as long as no one's like punching babies in the face. Um, I am admittedly I am more prudish when it comes to like like nudity and marketing and sex and literature and movies and stuff like that but uh, I I just I don't want to have like a 12 11 or 13 year old daughter or even a younger daughter who's interested in watches and she starts googling stuff and she's like oh let me see if anything cool ended up at watches and wonders and she sees these Piaget lines and then like the idea is implanted in her head that as a woman, I express my femininity this way. Um, again, call me a prude. That's totally fine. <clears throat> but I think in regards to productive watch releases and productive marketing, this Piaget, the, the portion of the video, you guys go and look, you, you judge for yourself. Don't take my word for it. But yeah, so I wanted to highlight that. Fucking annoying. Yeah. In my opinion. <clears throat> That's uh, disappointing. Let's, Let's let's brand uh, let's brand hop. There's some other watches here. Oh my god. Okay, that was a lot of negativity. Can we do something positive, or at least positive for me? I mean, I, I would love to do something positive. I just don't know which other brand you you accepted as like positive. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. What did you think of Moser? That streamliner. Uh, let's see the Moser streamliner. I can't see. Let me see. I don't like that brand all that much, uh, but let's see. The Streamliner Flyback Chronograph. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen this yet, so let's see. Oh, <laughs> this I kind of like. <laughs> it's cool. It's really cool. It's okay. So uh, it's it's a it's a central register chronograph. It's a central register flyback chronograph. It's very reserved. Uh, on the front, if you find a shot of the case back, it's 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 the closest I'll ever come staring into the eyes of God. It's like it's very beautiful uh, in the back of the watch. If you can find a fucking photo of the back of this thing, here, find it. Here, here's one. Um, this is really really cool. I highlighted this release from Moser specifically because 
where a lot of watch brands feel the need to get a lot of stuff on the dial or to do a lot of crazy stuff or to do, you know, very intricate, just busy designs. There's something very brave about doing a chronograph with a central register, sort of similar to that uh, Damasco C whatever the fuck chronograph, you know what I mean? Where it's a chronograph, but there's no sub-registers. It's just all hands in the yeah. center of the dial. There's something very brave about doing that with just a really sort of, um, just like a, rug, like a rough, rugged textured uh, dial and this like bonkers ass Battlestar Galactica case and bracelet. Yeah. <clears throat> How big is this thing? That's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent question. I have no idea. Let's, let's find Major, out. Let's say monochrome write something about it. Um, this thing is kind of wild. I love this thing. This is mm. awesome. 40, 42.3 diameter. That's not, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. And it's... It's um, probably pretty thick. It's got to be thick. It's a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to be. How much is it? Uh, Just one low price of uh, 39,900 Swiss francs. So for the price of one Panerai Eco Pangea and a trip to the Arctic, you could buy oh, fuck nah, uh, a lot of these. Six, five <laughs> or six of these? Come on, man. I think yeah. this thing is great. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's very, I think it's very brave. I think it's, I, and I don't, I usually say bold in an ironic way. I think it's actually quite, quite bold and it's super refreshing. By the way, Monochrome has some, has some shots of the uh, case back, and we're <clears throat> we're starting to reach like datagraph levels of finishing. Well, it's just yeah. funny because the front of the dial is so simple. Yeah, and then you turn it around, it's like you feel compelled to just. I, I, I was gonna make a crude joke, but that that effect I love. Yeah, you know what I mean. That also makes it very personal. Like looking at the back of the watch, like that's when you really take in. Uh, just a lot of the crazy, yeah. But the 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 the, the detailing and like the, the the finishing on the, the the parts in the back, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Can we for a second take a moment to recognize that Moser hires some ridiculously good-looking men <laughs> onto their team? I don't know. I don't know if these are models or if they're like the team members. Where do the, you see them? Uh, I Show think me the good-looking men, Mike. On the Moser site. For uh -huh. this for this watch, uh, let's see. Moser Streamliner. This guy looks like Piers Brosnan in, in his like prime. Let's see. What's his What's his name? There's some people here. If you just go to the If you go to the brand page. On the Watches and Wonder site, or like no, the brand, uh, the uh, brand on website the, on the actual brand website. Like who's okay. who's this? Who's this dude with like the the wonderful salt and pepper look? Let me see Marcus Marcus something. He looks he looks like a carbon copy of the CEO. Marcus maybe they're all clones. Marcus Einlanger I a uh the designer behind the streamline. So he's he's the designer. There you go. It takes beautiful to make beautiful. Is that how it works? <laughs> I guess so. Well, if, only, if only that was true. <laughs> I guess so. only that was true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm jealous. I'm yeah, jealous. this is this is really nice. I, I miss this one. 
Um, really I don't, I don't usually like what they do. I, I I feel like their watches sometimes, like the time-only ones with the really pretty dials, I feel like I can make that on the Undone website. I don't know. <laughs> what's, what's funny is that people hated on Undone because they're like, I could just get a Moser or like Moser did it first. It's like, yeah, those are also like <laughs> 40, 20 years, $40,000 watches. <laughs> yeah. You could get an Undone for like two fifty. What about let's see? Is that yeah, the yeah. only one? Is that the only one that Moser released that's this it. year? That's all. That's all I saw. <clears throat> Other stuff that makes me happy. Um, I have one if you need if you need one, and I also have one um, which is. We don't have to spend too much time talking, but but I just want to call out one thing as a negative. But here, you you, I I chose this last one. You choose one. I really like the bomb and Mercier. Um, Clifton Day Date Moon Phase. Yes, that is one of my choices. That is one of my choices as well. I um the 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 yeah, the the bomb the bombatic ten ten five four eight is the one that I chose. I think it's the gray one. If they weren't such a dog shit brand, I think these would get like a lot more respect. Define dog shit brand for people at home. Uh, the it's just the, the, the tactical classification. Just whatever Archie calls dog shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's dog just, shit. Yeah. There's the Clifton Baumannick, uh yeah, the Moon Phase one uh, is uh, the really, really, really cool looking watches. On the flip side, these Baum and Mercier Hamptons uh, don't need to exist. Hamptons. I don't like these. It's essentially an Art Deco watch, but it's an Art Deco watch that isn't Art Deco enough, in my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of cheap. This doesn't um... need to. This doesn't need to exist. Nope, don't like those. I like the I like the day date moon phase. Yeah. Um, did you like anything from JLC? I wrote down one thing for JLC. Uh, all, probably because it's it the title the uh, makes me laugh. JLC Master Grand Tradition Grand Complication Grand's got to be in there twice. Um, it's a minute repeater. It has the celestial vault movement on it. Um, it's definitely an exercise of. Orological whimsy. Let me pull up a photo just so I'm not doing that from memory. Um, but for, for JLC, that's the one that's coming to my mind now. I also didn't look too, too much into the JLC stuff because I know everyone else was um, looking at them. Where the fuck? Where the fuck is Jaeger LaCultra? Please don't send me emails. I know how to say the brand name. I just refuse. I just refuse to say Jujelucu. Jujelucu. Telling you, man. Hermes. Hermes is a good was a good book. Hermes. Yeah. Hermes. Piaget. Piaget. I could do this all day, guys. Where the fuck? There it is. Okay. Uh yeah, that's yeah, this this one. Uh did you see this one? The Grand Tradition, Grand Complication? I did not. So it's kinda minute repeater. It's got a celestial vault, which has something to do with the position of the stars. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit interesting. Um, I think the complications are fun. I think the actual look of the watch is possibly missing something. This is insane. Master Grand Tradition Grand Complication. Uh, I'm going to read the little paragraph they wrote here. Okay. 
the Master Grand Tradition series epitomizes Jaeger LeCoultre's orological ingenuity and artistic creativity. This masterpiece incorporates two of the most romantic yet technically challenging complications in orology, a mint repeater and a celestial vault. What is okay. that? I don't know. I had to Google it, and Google didn't help me out at all. Uh, the complex mechanism is further elevated by an orbital or, orbital flying tourbillon, like you do. This limited edition of eight pieces, each in rose gold and white gold, features new aesthetic that reaffirms the Aguilar culture, mastery of artistic crafts. Um, I think the celestial vault is one of those things that like compensates for the position of the stars from where you are. Like you can track the star. You, you, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> I thought this I live I live in a 650 square foot condo. Uh-huh. Why the fuck do I need to worry about where I am in relation to the stars? I don't know you do. You got to impress your friends. My I I I think technically uh the folks who put this watch together obviously deserve like like huge kudos. I think it's cool. I think it's cool to see. Yeah. Obviously it's not there's no reason i like the fact that it's a minute repeater i think that's kind of cool there's also oh my god it's so funny where there was another minute repeater on here oh who did it uh, uh, Carol, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go insane it was it was roger debris is that the diabolus Di- yes. diabolus it plays that theme the, the minute repeater plays that theme what is that uh, let me see. Let me read you the paragraph they wrote because it's fucking hilarious. So I am not very knowledgeable about Roger Dubuis. I haven't been until very recently, and I'm sorry if someone, if people own this watch and they love it and it's great, and if there's just maybe something I'm missing, but these epitomize uh, large wallets combined with midlife crisis. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, uh, because creative irreverence is a temptation that Roger Dubuis finds irresistible, Excalibur Diabolus Aim Machina pushes sophistication to breaking point, offering the exclusive members of the Roger Dubuis tribe, it literally says tribe, an experience that is exceptional as is passionate, allowing two much-admired complications, finally talking about the watch, a flying tourbillon and a minute repeater in a single timepiece is the most recent embodiment and is widely acknowledged combination of watching blah, 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 blah. No, there's, hold on, there's, there's, there's a description of the tune. What is the tune? Is it from like a, a movie or a comic book or a series? What, what is, what's the Everyone important knows, thing about this theme? Here you go. I got you. I, 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 I got you on this. Roger Dubois has chosen to tune its minute repeater to the sound of the tritone, the famous Diabolus and Musica. So the tritone, so it, there's, there's harmonies uh, in music. There's thirds, fifths, sixths, blah, blah, blah. Back in the day when a lot right. of these were being conceived, the actual harmonies had names. Specifically, uh, the tritone was so dissonant they thought it conjured the devil. So basically, every single like 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 key that like a Slayer song is in, or like most just like Cookie Monster metal bands, uh, a lot of the harmonies they choose to do are kind of tritone, or they're or they're based in like seconds, and it's just super super like dissonance. A dissonant uh, uh, harmony is one that doesn't have proper resolution. So thirds mm-hmm. and sixths have really nice resolutions. Uh, the fifth is a pretty common one because it's the ABC tune. It's also the tune they use on subways. 
So those are all very nice ones, but tritones and seconds in particular, they conjure the devil. So I, I haven't heard this fucking minute, Peter, but the, 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 I guess the harmony they chose to do for this is the one uh, that is supposed to conjure the devil. That's why it's called Diabolus in Musica. Uh, it's outlawed in medieval religious music. It's the secret key to all clever and complex melodic, melodic <laughs> harmonies. This is a fucking stupid watch. Well, now I want now I want this thing. Now I want this. <laughs> I want to listen to fucking Slayer with my Diabolicus Lost Musicus, whatever the fuck this thing is called. It's it's this is fucking stupid. Five hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars. In case you were curious, there's only one. <sighs> Telling you, man. Uh, I just I just saw what time it was. Um, should I just start? Should I just start rifling off other things I wrote here? We're basically at time. We're basically at time. God damn it. Uh, uh, I really like the Mont Blanc 1858 Geosphere. It's a titanium case and a titanium beads of rice. I know you're conflicted on Mont Blanc, but when I saw that piece and when I saw titanium beads of rice, I thought that was super cool. Uh, officially, the worst thing to happen ever came from a brand I'm not familiar with called Rebellion Timepieces. Do you know this brand? Nope. Look up, Michael, the Rebellion Timepieces Predators S. Uh, I have written two things here for the Predator S. It is the worst thing to happen ever. Um, and it is uh, for those... So the, 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 the timepiece is called Predator. So it's supposed to be this evocative of this like predating sort of you know, animal or whatever the fuck. Uh, I wrote here that those who wear this are clearly predisposed to predating on children. Uh, so this is a watch that I have just decided is for child predators. That's why they called it the uh, Rebellion Timepiece. Predator. It's fucking stupid. Okay. I can see that. Do you have a picture of the watch in front of you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You heard me here, guys. Uh, Also, the Cartier tank as asymmetric. All I will say about that watch is apparently someone over at Cartier is fucking allergic to right angles, and it really bothers me. Um, (laughs) I didn't like that one either. I did like that one. Uh, that is everything that's everything I wrote down that's everything I know there's probably other releases that happened that we didn't get to but we are at time guys let us know your thoughts on our discussion here for Watches and Wonder and these pieces that we highlighted Um, looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts and opinions on maybe pieces that we didn't cover I'm sure we'll talk about other stuff you know in the next episode if more stuff drops or as we can start getting opinions in but um, fuck there's no time to call out our favorites can we just say Vacheron Constantine won yeah, they won. 100%. Yeah, Bachelor on Constantine yeah. won Watches and Wonder. Uh, with an honorable mention, in my opinion, going to Moser uh, with that stream, uh, that streamliner flyback. I fucking I, I love that. I love that fucking watch. Uh, but Bachelor on Constantine won. Sorry, guys. Uh, Piaget, someone needs to get fired uh, over uh, your guys' fucking marketing department. And uh, let's do this. Um, go and check out the website, twobookwatchknobs.com, for all the stuff we talked about. In addition to this show going up, uh, hit us up on Instagram when this show post goes up. Let us know in the comments, your thoughts, and everything like that. You can email us if you want, but it's really uh, it's going to take a while for us to get back to, to tbws.contact.gmail.com. That email again, tbws.contact.gmail.com. Uh, this was fun, but I think the headline is the whole digital platform thing. It works, but it's nothing special. And I think brands should ask for some sort of money back. <laughs> yes, this exactly. Is, this, is not, this is not congruent with a physical exhibitor space, which they've paid for. Yeah. So, any any closing thoughts, Michael? No, it was kind of good to see all the releases as I usually sort of take them in. Um, 
Are you going to go and buy a Gatorade and watch Panorite videos now and just do push-ups in the dark while listening to Static X? Because that's I think, what I do now. I think we need to start pitching some like uh, <laughs> some promotional plan, plans for some of these brands where they can do this in partnership with uh, TBWS next year because we can yeah. build out <laughs> these the first thing, The first step to your marketing plan uh, is the first three ideas that you come up with, scrap them. And then call TBWS. That's yeah, the first then thing. Hire us. Then hire TBWS. <laughs> uh, here, let's do this. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it time? Is it that sad time? Sad time, but this was fun. Mm-hmm. Let us know what your favorite picks were from uh, Watches and Wonders, and we'll be chatting about this all week. Um, my name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. Mm-hmm.